Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindful meditation and manifestation journey. I'm your host, Aurora, and this episode is all about that full moon in Taurus. Song you hear behind me now is Imaging Heaps Earth off her album Eclipse. Enjoy, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show. You're not golden, and I'm getting tired. Act like you own the place when really you've only just arrived. I caught first glimmers and hides and skins. Look who's all grown up, black swanning about the solar winds. You're gonna lose it all and find yourself on your knees. So get a grip and you might flow, reverse the great slow bleed. I've tried patience, but you always want to war. This house won't tolerate anymore. Stop this right away. Shoulder folded arms and looking up You've never listened to carry on careless Regardless, this is not a fire drill And if we hold any hope, it's harmonic connection In stereo symbiosis, these Legoland empires Choking out mine, now you're everywhere, everywhere Multiplying around me, child A strain on my heart, this rock can't tolerate anymore Let's go. 
think this song really speaks to the attitude that's so prevalent with the way so many people treat Mother Earth disparagingly. Since this is all about the Taurus full moon, let's think about how that is the first and the Earth sign full moons, and we can use this little musical PSA to spread a little bit of love and awareness for Mother Earth. I thought that might be nice. So earlier this year, we had a new moon in Taurus, way, 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 way back in the spring. And this is the sister to that lunation. Think back to all that new life energy that was abundant way back then, around the time of the new moon in Taurus. What was it that you wanted to manifest? What were your intentions then? How have they changed? How have they come to fruition over the last six months? And did they develop in the way that you would have hoped or expected them to? Or did you totally get thrown a curveball that actually made things like just completely shift off path, but in hindsight, maybe that makes sense for you? Just take a moment and be mindful about where you came from and be grateful to yourself for all the hard work you've done. That's what full moons are really all about. They're great for embracing all of your accomplishments and for letting go of things that energetically no longer serve you so that when new moon energy comes around in two weeks, you have a clear emotional conscience and plenty of energetic room to jumpstart new projects and initiatives. I think it's super helpful to know which house the moon is transiting through so that you can jumpstart your mindfulness and meditation practices by focusing on the themes of that house. If you check our website, bloodmoonmilk.com, I'll put a link up to that very, very handy little chart that I designed that'll help you with exactly that on this episode's um, blog post. And you can also listen to the episode there, but you know, you you find the way that works for you, whether you subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify now, because yay, we're finally there. Um, check out the website for that chart, and if you want to use it in conjunction with your journal, I think that'd be a really helpful thing. And uh, sorry I haven't posted it sooner. I didn't quite, it didn't occur to me until somebody asked me about it. So um, I'll make sure to make that available so that everybody who listens and wants to use it has that at their disposal. So full moons are also a great time to indulge in a little self-love, especially during this full moon in Taurus because Taurus loves all of its sensual pleasures. Do whatever indulging means to you. It can be as simple as saying out loud to yourself when you're alone how happy you are to just simply be you and be in your skin. Because if you're here and you're breathing, you know what? You're doing something right. Or you can splash out on a delicious, healthy dinner. One thing I would advise against right now, though, is anything that's meant to alter your appearance. And that's because Venus is still retrograde. You don't have that proverbial lady luck on your side to ensure that these efforts come out as beautifully as they otherwise may. That impulsive last-minute haircut might not go as well as one would have hoped. So, chill on all the fancy, expensive beauty regimens, but maybe do some research, uh, find some stuff that you would be interested and excited to try once Venus goes direct and she wakes up from her beauty sleep feeling all refreshed. During this full moon, take some time to really, really relax. And I mean, unplug, go to the sauna, meditate, have a glass of wine if that's your thing. 
Really indulge your senses in everything that it means to you to relax. And I mean, tailor it to your personal indulgences. If a glass of wine isn't your thing, that's fine. I like wine, so that's my thing. Maybe I'll have a glass or two. Use this time to sense what it means to really be relaxed in your body. Tune into your needs. While you're doing that, make sure that you can address whatever it is, whatever part of your body may or may not be feeling as relaxed as it could be, and investigate that a little bit further. That's part of self-care and self-healing, and it doesn't have to be super expensive. You don't have to go to a fancy retreat. You don't have to go to someplace really far away or exclusive. It can be as simple as finding a few minutes for yourself, just really tapping in and centering yourself and feeling your body. What does it feel like to actually be you? It's also a really great time to give your character a good hard look in the mirror. Come to terms with anything that you don't like. Be gracious with yourself, accepting of your faults and flaws, and look at them as learning opportunities. There's no such thing as a mistake as long as you learn from it. Because this full moon is in Taurus, it's going to be great for Tauruses, Cancers, Virgos, Scorpios, Capricorns, and Pisces. So basically all the earth and water signs out there. Have fun. It can be a little bit more challenging for other signs. So let's go over the basic zodiac facts for Taurus. Taurus is a fixed sign, and it's the first in the Earth triad. It's ruled by Venus, a lot like Libra, which, um, again, Venus is still currently retrograde if you're listening to this as it comes out. So this month, we're definitely getting a double dose of Venus. Taurus is famously symbolized by the bull. The constellation of Taurus is one of the oldest, dating back to at least the Bronze Age. The red giant star Aldebaran is the brightest star in the constellation, and it's the 14th brightest star in the sky, and it's known as Taurus's eye. The Taurian mind is a bit slow to arrive at conclusions. However, this isn't because they're not intelligent somehow. It's definitely not the case. In fact, uh, it's pretty much the opposite. They're slow because behind those big kind of doughy eyes, they're actually considering every detail of a situation. Taurus, like other earth signs, is very practical and super detail-oriented. This takes a lot of time to go through, though, and that's why they can seem slow at arriving to decisions. But this gives them a natural flair with anything that might be carefully considered and thoroughly thought through. There's definitely a reason that a good upward trend on Wall Street is also called a bull market. I suspect there are many Tauruses employed in financial institutions. Their considerable gifts at reasoning makes them excellent accountants and financial advisors. When a bull gives you financial advice, make sure your ears are wide open and you're listening. Listen to their advice on money, but also use this full moon in Taurus as a time to review your personal finances and see if there are any assets that you might be better off letting go of. This might be because of an unnecessary financial burden or strain or that you could make a good profit and it's just the right time to let it go. Recently, I revisited my gas bill situation just to make sure I was getting the best, most competitive rate for winter and I found a significantly better deal from a different provider. 
This is the exact kind of thing the full moon in Taurus encourages. It might not be incredibly intellectually stimulating, but it's very practical and it'll help keep you comfortable all through the winter. Being practically minded and fiscally conservative is very Taurian. Taurus is known for being risk adverse. I think this again goes to speaking just how intensely the bull feels a need for material stability. They're big on routine, tradition, and can be considered super reliable. But because of this, tourists can become easily stuck in a rut if they're not careful to get out of their comfort zone every once in a while. It's possible that they may express an unhealthy desire for stuff. This often has a deep psychological root somewhere, um, and it can definitely manifest itself in an, in an unhealthy way if they feel somehow insecure in another part of their life, things or surrounding themselves with stuff instead of close personal relationships is one way to kind of pad their nest and their egos and their sense of security. This often has deep psychological roots. It can be from a desire to protect themselves. It's really kind of a survival mechanism. They feel that if they're prepared by saving every little bit of string or twine, then they'll be all set when that great string and twine panic of 2020 hits. They may have endured a serious period of poverty at some point in life that makes this behavior completely understandable and maybe even a little predictable. Energetically speaking, this kind of behavior really does build barriers that are both energetic and physical between people. So. It can really get in the way if it's not seen to and taken care of and kind of nipped in the bud at some point. It's a lot easier to, to clear a small hoard of stuff than it is a big hoard. This can cause more slow-moving energy to accumulate around them and is likely to stagnate their own energy more than that proverbial bit of string is worth in the long run. It does help Taurus's that they're very physically active though. This can help to get them out of that rut that we were talking about. Because they're so active, they're capable of great physical endurance. My suggestion to Tauruses who might find themselves in a rut or in a hoarding type of situation that they attempt to go spend some time in nature. It can be as simple as just taking a walk in your neighborhood. Taurus, being an earth sign and ruled by Venus, loves the natural beauty of the great outdoors. John James Audubon was a great painter and naturalist who was known for cataloging the birds of North America. And he was a Taurus. I think this individual's achievement are exemplary of a Taurus. Their Venusian love of beauty and nature combined with a methodical approach to get something done. He also exhibited the typical Taurian physical attributes of often having a prominent forehead, large dark eyes, and even coarse and curly hair. So with that, let's go over the high and low vibes of Taurus. When a Taurus is in high spirits, there is almost no more generous host. They'll affectionately pour libations as freely as they laugh, and they love to show off and share the beautiful things and their sumptuous surroundings in their homes with select audiences. I know one Taurus who says that their house is the best private club in town, and you know what? I don't think they're wrong. They have an innate sense of integrity and are great at helping others to see what the right thing is to do in any given situation, even if they're not directly involved. Because they're the first earth sign, they are deeply, deeply in touch with nature and can be great activists, farmers, or park rangers. 
They are super stable, again, methodical, and generally calm. They have great endurance and can be trusted to get a long, trudging job done that needs a thoughtful and methodical mind. They can usually be counted on to do the right thing as long as their fragile and materialistic ego doesn't blind them with rage or insecurity. So I think you can kind of tell we're about to get into the low vibes. Heaven help the hapless idiot who accidentally fucks up a Taurus's prized possession. I've seen Taurus people fly off the handle over something as simple as not cleaning something the exact way that they might have done it themselves without without any kind of prior communication. I've also seen one spend money on a ridiculously expensive hat and then get upset when they take it to the desert and it gets messed up. The moral of the story is, if you're a Taurus or anyone who would be upset about their belongings getting messed up, don't take your very nice, very expensive things to a place where chaos and unpredictability reign. It's just a recipe for disaster and and unhappiness. They can be stubborn as to whom to place blame on. Even if someone acquiesces and assumes the blame just to quell a situation, that's no guarantee that a Taurus will calm down. It's somewhat ironic to me that the sign that's known for being super reliable and predictable and reasonable can be so ungodly unreasonable when you prick that ego or somehow make them feel insecure in some way, even if it wasn't on purpose. They have quick tempers and can be easy to anger, near impossible to soothe if they decide they want to be angry. How would you treat an angry bull in a pasture? Would you try to fight it? Hell no! You get the fuck out of its way and give it some space. Tauruses can be self-indulgent, stubborn, possessive, persistent in their possessiveness and their stubbornness even. They can be super slow to forgive and they do tend to seek security and stuff rather than in their own self or higher power. They can also be really jealous of other people as well. I've seen that get in the way of otherwise great friendships firsthand. Just as they can be possessive of material objects, they can be possessive of people too. They feel a sense of ownership over certain meaningful relationships, and if that feeling is somehow violated, then boy, watch out. Attachment to material possessions and a tendency to find attachment to material possessions and a tendency to find security in external things can be a path towards unhappiness for Taurus or for anybody else. The karmic challenge here is to learn to let go in pursuit of an inner security that is actually indestructible because it's internal. Maybe by going over the mythology behind the sign of Taurus, we can understand these tendencies for both the high side and the low side a little bit more. This version of Taurus's origin story is adapted from Ovid. When Zeus fell in love with the Phoenician princess Europa, he transformed himself into a white bull with golden horns and whisked her away to Crete. Abandoning the dignity of his throne, the father and ruler of the gods, Zeus, and also known as Jupiter in the Roman mythology, whose hand welds the flaming three-forked bolt, whose nod shakes the universe, adopted the guise of a bull, and mingling with other bulls, he joined their lowing and ambled into tender grass, a beautiful sight to see. His hide was white as untrodden snow, snow not yet melted by the rainy wind of the south. His muscles stood out in his neck, and deep folds of skin hung along his flanks. His horns were small, 
but so beautifully made, you would swear they were the work of an artist, more polished than any shining jewel. There was no menace in the set of his eyes or his head, and he looked completely placid. The Princess Europa was impressed by the beauty and the gentleness of this bull, and the two played together on a beach. Eventually, Europa climbed onto the bull's back, and he swam out to sea with her. He took her to Crete, where he revealed his true self as the king of the gods.
song was Becoming the Bull by Atreyu off the album Lead Sales, Paper Anchor. I have a couple quick plugs and announcements to make. Thank you to everyone who has gotten a nail chart reading so far. Um, Stick around for the next part of the episode. We're going to have a really fun interview with piano technician Kim Groton. So if you like music, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be chatting about astrology, music, mindfulness, and how her natal chart is reflective of who she is as a person. So if you haven't had a natal chart reading yet, and you're curious about the kind of insight that's included in a reading, it's a great educational resource and a fun conversation. On November 10th, I'm going to be doing an astrology natal chart reading pop-up at Dr. Amy King's office in Little Five Points in Atlanta. So stay tuned and check out social media. Um, I'll have links. Links are actually live right now on the website. Um, And it will take you to her page where you can book. And you'll need to book in advance so I can cast your chart. And then you show up the day of and we can chat in person about your natal chart. The readings come with a printout of your chart, a crystal that I'll pick out for you based on your chart information, and you get to meet me in person. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to that. For our listeners who might not actually be in Atlanta, we are running a promo this episode, and the code word is TORO, T-O-R-R-O, and with that, you can get 20% off a natal chart reading, and that'll be delivered to you via email within usually 24 to 48 hours after you purchase it. Just make sure that you put your birth information into the field below when you check out. So with that, let's go over other astrological happenings in the sky. The main big news isn't really new news for this episode. Uh, Venus is still retrograde until November 16th. I would suggest that you look or listen to the last episode that we did uh, as a the one that's all about the new moon in Libra because we go super in-depth into what Venus in retrograde really means. Um, but in addition to it being retrograde during this lunar lunation, this full moon in Taurus, it's also sextile Saturn. Venus sextile Saturn can offer some opportunities to successfully mix business with pleasure. It's really lucky to have good aspects with Saturn, especially while Venus is retrograde and she's not in her full power because Saturn can be kind of the bringer of bad luck and life lessons. So bear that in mind, don't get too cocky or anything, but it might actually help to learn some lessons from this Venus and retrograde cycle more so than without this nicely aspected Saturn, this full moon. I've chosen raw amazonite to be the crystal that you use to focus on your throat and heart chakras since those are the chakras that Taurus is most identify with. This stone is is the perfect blue-green color to urge the heart and the throat chakras to work together in harmony. It promotes harmony within one's own energetic body as well as speaking to them together from a place of love with a mindfulness that is aware enough of their possible impact of their actions. This helps to promote harmony within and without. So if you're speaking from a place of love and truth and kindness, heart-centered communication, you're promoting that same heart-centered energy around you. And I chose raw stones because their energy is less traumatized than cut stones, and they tend to have a higher vibrational frequency than others. It's also a water stone, so it pairs well with the earth energy of Taurus. 
I'll have some for sale via our Instagram really soon and at the upcoming astrology pop-up at Dr. Amy King's. So with that, let's move on to mindful questions for manifestation. How can we spend more time speaking with love? Have we stubbornly been digging our heels in on a situation that could have been cleared up with some heartfelt communication and a hug? What can I do to get myself out of my comfort zone and touch base with my senses? Is there something that you need to be patient about? Where being a little bit slower will be beneficial? How can I be more thoughtful in my daily life? Well, this episode's slightly shorter than normal. Uh, I had a little bit of a technical difficulty and I was also out of town at a design conference. So my apologies for it not being the normal 45 to an hour, but we do have that extra episode dropping at the same time with piano tech Kim Gratton, and I hope that'll more than make up for the slight shortcoming of this episode. And the last song that I leave you with tonight to help set the mood for that full moon in Taurus is the song Venus off of the album Atlas One by the artist Sleeping at Last. And as always, you can find any music that we play on our Spotify channel, and we're now also on Spotify if you prefer to listen to the podcast there, iTunes, on our website, bloodmoonmilk.com. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram where we're doing daily horoscopes that are illustrated. Enjoy and have a wonderful full moon in Taurus. I'll see you soon, moonbeams.
blood in the eyes, see 